0: Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T dot. My name is Dave Levitt, that's the D. This week's three: the fallout from the James Harden trade, and which star is next to scream I want out too. And finally we wrap it up with a great discussion on if it's ever okay to tank a season. In the co-host chair, neighbor Brandon is back, so please sit back, relax, and let us talk you through the big three stories. From around the association. What's up, Brandon? Dave, hey, what's up, bro? How's it going, my friend? Oh,
1: uh, you know, enjoying my Sunday here, sipping on a little Caesar.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Starting the starting the week off right, my friend.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's uh let's see if we can't spice up that Caesar a little bit with some talk, shall we?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So obviously, the big story of the week is the James Harden trade. Um, for those, I can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast doesn't already know. But you know, let's just go through it quickly here. Brooklyn gets James Harden. Uh, Cleveland gets Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Uh, oh. uh, Indiana gets Karis Levert by way of Houston, and Houston ends up with Oladipo, Dante Exum. Some dude I'd never heard of named Ker- Kershunks or something. Four, four guaranteed first-round picks, three from uh, Brooklyn and one from uh, Milwaukee, and then four pick swaps. So they can swap picks if they like. Right, and of course, given that the fact that they they don't even have their first-round picks, right? To <laughs> give away all those picks to get to go and get, um, they're basically getting eight picks.
1: Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so essentially, Brooklyn gives up uh, seven gu- or six guys. Yeah. For, and eight picks for one dude.
0: For one dude.
1: It's like, like history is repeating itself. You know, remember in 2013 where they mortgaged their future, Brooklyn mortgaged their future for the, the ghosts of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett?
0: And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all of it. I mean, the thing about. I mean, here's the thing. That Brooklyn um, GM got fired. That was Billy King. Billy King got fired years later because they're like, Well wow, man, he just he just screwed up Brooklyn. And then all this talk was Sean Marks is coming, and he's finally cleaned it up, and he's finally got their picks, and he's got them going in the right way. And look at this team. And then as soon as the next shiny thing comes on, they're like, ooh, we want that. And, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you know, like, well, it's ridiculous.
1: I, this I, is I, the
0: uh, – I think this is their – I want to hear your take.
1: The ultimate win-now move, right? So uh Kyrie, KD, and Harden all have their player option in 22, uh, 2022 to 2023, right? So they have to get this thing done in the next two years.
0: They have two years. Right? Two-year window. You're they right. have
1: to hit the home run in two years, within two years. And so,
0: if you're giving up all that, you're not giving that up for one championship.
1: Yeah you know yes. like
0: if you're comparing this and again i you know it's not everything is toronto-centric but if you compare this back to the to the to what we gave up to get Kawhi, which pushed us over the edge right now i'm not saying Kawhi and james harden are, are exactly the same but they're you could have the same they're in the same conversation right of of top 10 players in the league top five players in the league and sometimes yeah i don't think Kawhi is consistently in there the way harden has like shown like but you know that's just you know a, nature, a bit of Kawhi's personality as well. He's not the shiniest guy. But if you think about that, we gave up DeMar DeRozan, an all-star, a good player. You could say a slightly better than Oladipo at the time player, right? Right. We gave up Jakob Pertle, who is nowhere near Jared Allen.
1: No. Right? None of them.
0: And a first-round pick. And we got back Kawhi Leonard, but we also go back, got back Danny Green. Who, you know, yeah. you know, we like to sort of, you know, dismiss him now, but he was a part he was a part of that team. Like we yeah, don't he want to was, win the championship he was without Danny Yeah. So Absolutely. I mean, you you can't just win one champ you can the success of this will not be, oh look, Brooklyn won the championship. They gotta win multiple ch- championships and they gotta get uh they gotta get hardened to resign. Otherwise this is a waste.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So who do you think won? I mean, obviously, I I've, <laughs> I gave up. I gave up my. Uh, I gave up my opinion there. I don't think um, Brooklyn won at all. I think Brooklyn usually, and it's weird to say because usually the the team who gets the best player wins the trade, right? Ultimately, I mean, draft picks yeah. are just that they're they're, 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 t- they're lottery tickets. They're not guaranteed. But, you know
1: what? I um I agree with you. Like, I don't think Brooklyn they they, they made a move to win. Now that's I get it. Right. East is open, you know what I mean? They have a chance, let's do it. Um, but I feel like Houston really won the trade.
0: Interesting, okay. Uh, explain, explain, they got rid
1: of a guy that clearly didn't want to be there, yep. Right? They have their so you got Ola Depot, Wall, uh, Boogie Cousins, Christian Wood. Like, that's a crazy starting lineup. I'm really curious to see what those guys are going to do
0: the thing right three of three of those three of the four guys are all coming off of knee or foot or injury major injury problems so yeah oh while you got while you got three of the four while you got three good guys like listen and to be honest if this were 2015 it would be like yo this, this that's amazing but you know it's 2021 and they are not john wall boogie cousins and victor Lodipo are good players but they're not what they were.
1: Are they are they what they once were? Probably not.
0: Yeah. You're yeah right. right. That being said, that I think I think Houston's ceiling um is a little clearer as to what they are because with James Harden, you didn't I mean with James Harden, everyone said, oh with James Harden, you're always in the top, you're always in the playoffs. Not if he's not yeah. interested. Yeah. And he wasn't interested.
1: So do you remember uh last week where they played the Lakers and you had James Harden running around in that powder blue uniform. And he had like a gut. Yeah. Che-
0: like a-
1: Cheeseburger burden so, Yeah. So in one week, where did that guy go? I need to know, like, have you seen the pictures of him last night when he played for Brooklyn? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Where did that weight go? I need I need his dietitian. I need his conditioning team. <laughs> all of it. I need it, please.
0: Uh I think there's a little bit of spanks, uh, to be honest.
1: Uh <laughs> there's there's some spanx involved.
0: There's some sp- <laughs> show that it wasn't yeah. quick. we didn't trade for a gut guy but no, look i mean all all the body shaming uh, you know I, I i'm in no position to talk about fitness in the uh, court and uh and no, no. The way those guys are but like here's the thing he was disinterested he did not want to be there so i agree with you i think from that point from that standpoint alone it's a positive for them even if they didn't get back the mega haul that they got back let's be honest the 21 pick swap won't you know Houston, uh, Brooklyn's gonna finish in the top four of the league, you know, so it's gonna be a late first round pick if the, if they do. Right. but then you got to think, okay, 22, probably the same thing, 23, uh, maybe not, but in a couple, but I mean, they have they control their draft through 20 through 2027, 2027, 20, yeah. 25, 26, 27. That Brooklyn team is not gonna be that good because they got nothing.
1: No, uh, we saw we saw the fruits of that that same trade where it's talking about uh, the 2013 trade. Um, yeah. You know, it, it we fell, saw of that where they struggled for four years, that, five years, right? That's
0: what I mean. Um, I think another winner of this trade is um, uh, Indiana. I, I really like Karis LeVert. I really, right. like, I really, and um, Karis Lavert, someone said uh, in a conversation that I had earlier this week, uh, someone said Karis LeVert is like, they got another Oladipo, but a healthy Oladipo, and I think that that's that's. I think he's similar to Oladipo in that they're both sort of long, bouncy kind of guys. But Caris yeah. Levert gives. I don't know. There's something about Karis Levert. He's a better passer. He's a better. Yeah, he's a
1: wicked, really good playmaker, which is why you know I spoke to you before. I said we should. I would love to see him on the rack. Oh yeah, like, that's,
0: that was our that was our you and I. That's true. We you know some of our of our uh, driveways chats have uh, have had a yeah. conversation where with yeah. I love Karis Levert. I think he's. I think he's uh, underrated. And now that he's going to be sort of a more feature. And the thing about Indiana now, yeah, I
1: think,
0: I think they're going to be a sneaky. Like I think they're sneaking up on us. They're playing the Raptors' offense of the past couple years because Nick Bjorkren is there, right? So they're playing a really interesting brand of offense. You now have Miles Turner, Sabonis, Levert, Brogdon, T.J. Warren.
1: Yeah, T- Jeremy Lamb.
0: Jer- Jeremy Lamb. Uh, You've the, Like the it, Holiday not, Brothers, Yep. Yeah. That's a team. Lamb and
1: Warren are still out, but uh, when they come back, it's it'll be uh it'll be a, a little bit of a challenge.
0: That is, and and they have some they have some pieces there that if they needed to if they really wanted to go you know star hot star shopping they could
1: make a, if they wanted to make a deep run yeah yeah
0: well I mean I think
1: this team's like a, it's okay. like a second round team as it is.
0: I'm putting this I'm putting this out there here right now. Go ahead. I'm putting this out here right now. If the Raptors tank, if the Raptors just can't get it going, can't move on, Kyle Lowry to the Pacers. I'm just saying. Ooh. Doesn't Kyle Kyle Lowry running that offense in that with those with those pieces?
1: because you know you know you know what is because they need so, the,
0: the the one thing they're missing is a veteran leader.
1: I wanted I I wanted to bring it back to Karis Levert for a second, but Kyle. yo, Kyle Lowry What have the Raptors been missing this year in their gameplay? The pick and roll, pick and pop—that's right. uh, Drive straight to the rim and dunk it. Serge Ibaka, Marcus All right, right.
0: that's right. And a guy who can anchor a bit of defense on the back end.
1: Yeah. So yeah, now imagine Lowry with uh, Demontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. Oh my
0: god! That's what I'm saying. Look, and that's a team that can match up with. uh, Let's let's be honest, Milwaukee to me is still in it they, they they gotta prove it they they they've shown this last two years that they that that you know all the excitement around it they just can't get done so to me they're in a prove it mode yeah but that's it that Indiana team if you plug in plug and play um Lowry into that yeah. into that lineup and you go Okay we're gonna run Sabonis pick and roll with him we're gonna you know have TJ Warren over here or Kerislavert over there like that team becomes crazy, and the matchup – and they become the matchup problem, right? How, yeah, how do you yeah. match up with a team like that? Boston doesn't have a big guy who can guard Sabonis regularly, and then so you're going to have to sacrifice someone like Jalen Brown to play on play on him. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just putting it out there. That's He knows the coaching staff. It's one year. and It's the rest of the year. He gets to go chase it. Everyone's talking about, you know, how, oh, he's going to go to the Clippers. Oh, Kawhi's going to make it happen. They don't have the pieces. But no, if, if, no, on, on the Toronto end, you can go and there's a couple of pieces off that bench. And maybe, you know, maybe, you, you know, you're, you're picking up someone from, you know, like a Miles Turner to, to be our center. I'm just saying. It's that,
1: oh, my! please don't don't hurt me, Dave. Don't hurt me.
0: You don't like Miles? You're not a Miles? No,
1: I would love it. Like, that's but it's not going to happen. I don't see it happening, dude. As much as I would love Miles Turner to be on the Toronto Raptors, I don't see that happening.
0: I'm going to put this right here now. Okay. We're going to put it out in the universe. This is 2021. This is the year of possibilities. Shoot. I'm just saying. Let's, let's, let's get that trending miles. To it, it, now I don't want Kyle to go. I don't, and you have to, it's a conversation. Kyle, do you want to go and play in Indiana? Do you want to go finish the year in Indiana? And, and then you're a free agent. And you go over you like. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if he said, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think it's time. I think, you know, it's time to rebuild or whatever. Boom. That's my first call is Indiana. Anyway. Uh losers
1: of the trade. Who lost? You know what? Before before we go on there, yeah. I just want to uh bring it back to Karis Levert. Oh, um yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. You're, you're I don't it. know if you heard last night, but Shams Terrania reported that uh he had his physical done before he went uh to the uh or sorry by the Indiana Pacers. Yep. And they found a uh they found a mass on his kidney. No way. So so he's out indefinitely at this point, And um Brooklyn has to chip in two point six million dollars, on top of what they gave, and two picks from one from the cows and one from the Rockets. I didn't. To complete see. the trade.
0: That is uh, that is that is interesting. And again, another reason why, you know, uh, I still think Harrison, you know, will be fine. Uh, and you know, and hopefully. hopefully yeah, I hope so. But uh, wow, no, I didn't hear that. That's interesting. That's I. Uh, but again, two point six and a couple more picks. What I mean. In for a penny, in for James Harden's quarter pounders. So, um, <laughs> uh, let's. Who lost this trade?
1: Uh, I would honestly say the Cavs. Like, what are the Cavs doing? You know, you want to? Do you want st- a uh, starting lineup of five centers? Like, what's going <laughs> on? What are you doing? They're,
0: they're They're like, you know what? New York, the Knicks had it right last year when they signed four power forwards. We'll go. Back. We'll go bigger. <laughs> you know i agree will be um,
1: like the monsters in space jam
0: <laughs> it's oh it's true the thing about you know the thing is like you re-signed dwight drummond or he opted in it was a player option right yeah so on so, andrew Andre,
1: Andre drummond yeah right so, oh dwight Drummond. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah what am i thinking there Andre. that's a
1: scary that's a scary concept dwight drummond oh my god
0: no it, uh, no i think that's a character from like um uh, no, that was Philip Drummond in uh, different strokes. Anyway, I don't know where I was going. There. Uh, yeah, no, the thing is, the thing is, I, I really like. Uh, I like. I don't mind Drummond. I know that people are like, oh, he can't shoot three, and you know he's an old back to school. So, yeah, but you know what? If you run him in pick and roll with Darius Garland and, and, and Sexton, you'll be all right. He's okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Obviously, you don't like him taking up that much cap space, but you know you live with it, and then his next contract will be you know smaller, but. The thing is, Jared Allen, I don't, I don't understand uh, why, why, I mean, I know they had to give it up to make the money work, but Jared Allen is, was far better than, than uh, Andre Jordan in Brooklyn. Like he was just, he was just flat out better, you know, yeah. but Andre Jordan is a friend of KD. So, you know, you, you turn the team so, KD. So I think the biggest loser is the Cavs, but I actually think the biggest loser is, is Jared Allen himself.
1: Yeah. What is he What's his role going to be on this team?
0: What? Yeah. What, what? is he gonna back? Is he gonna back up? You, you can't put Drummond in the backup role when you're paying him almost thirty billion. Mm-hmm. You so can. That goes from 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 being the backup on a title contender to a backup on Cleveland.
1: Yeah, that that would suck. He is definitely the biggest loser of this entire trade.
0: The other biggest loser, I think, is Steve Nash. Because Steve Nash now like, hey, buddy, you've been a coach for two weeks. uh How would you like to have James Harden? That'd be great. Okay, but you got to figure out how to make James Harden, Kyrie Irving and uh KD happy. Oh, and mm. and, oh, and, we're, <laughs> and we're taking away your bench. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we're all, I know we're all huge fans of Timotei, Cav- you know, TLC. I can't even say his name. Uh,
1: the, the, the Wild Cabreau Cabreau Cabreau?
0: Or Yeah, there it is. TLC. Well, I know we're all, we all love TLC because we think it's, you know, Fun to say, but that guy's not winning you a championship. That guy's not coming in off the bench and, and getting you 15.
1: Yeah, they're Brooklyn's very top heavy now. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Oh, and yeah. Their defense is gonna struggle.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that well, this is it, right? Anyway, I so I think Steve Nash loses a little bit because now he's got to juggle all that. And you know, luckily he's got you know Jacques Vaughn bon to the left and D'Antoni to the right to sort of help him out, but still I think mm-hmm. Jared Allen and Steve Nash both after that trade, you know, invested in uh, in Tums in, in big time.
1: Big time. Yep. Yep. Uh,
0: All right. Let's move on. Who's who's the next? Who's the next star? Do you think that to force their way? Who else is going to get unhappy and be like, you know what? It's time. I'm worth eight picks. It's time for me to move. Who do you think it is? Who's next?
1: Okay. So uh, you want to get out your tinfoil hat and put it on right
0: now? I'm in.
1: This is the uh, conspiracy theory section of the show, unofficially. So we know that uh, Kyrie Irving hasn't been playing the last couple games. He's been.
0: Although he was, he was cleared to come back. He was supposed to play. Last yeah,
1: night. He, he's supposed to come back. No, uh, t- last night or the next game.
0: No, it was, it was, he was cleared for last last night. And the last minute, they said, you know, he's just not in the right conditioning just yet. So, but he'll be back. Right.
1: Yeah. Or yeah. Steve Nash wanted him to get in a workout in. Yeah. Before he played. So. Um.
0: Well, after seeing you the know, che- after seeing the cheeseburger champ, I don't blame him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, uh, he lost a couple of games' salary. He got fined 50 grand by the team. You know, that's a little slap on the wrist there. Yeah, yeah. But here's where the tinfoil hat conspiracy comes in. Love it. Bring it uh, Harden was brought in to replace Kyrie when they realized that Kyrie had gone off the reservation. <laughs> what do you think about that?
0: Uh... Look, I, I, I definitely think that they pulled the trigger on it. I mean, they always wanted to have a big three, um, but if they have to have, you know, someone other than uh, Kyrie, be, be, if Kyrie becomes number three, then, then then they're fine with it. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, where does Kyrie go? Does he just retire? Because there's, talk, I mean, there has, there was talk like he's Kyrie. Kyrie will do what Kyrie is going to do. Right? He he's going to do his own thing. He doesn't. Care. Yeah, he's a different by guy. Way, and by the way, he missing it, missing his two games of. <laughs> This is how much money these guys make. Missing two games of salary cost him just under a million dollars. So that, in for two days worth of work, that man makes more than you, your house or my house is worth. Let's just put it right. Yeah,
1: there. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like that's crazy.
1: It's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll, um, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just, for yeah, we'll figure something out there. Yeah, well, you know, we're, you know, I'm going to Kyrie to to sponsor me. No, the thing is, like. Uh, do I think that it's a possibility? Yeah, I definitely think that there's conversations. I definitely think that that's probably a conversation that was had. But where does Kyrie go? Because you're not going to let Kyrie, you're not going to let an asset just do nothing, right?
1: So you have two two options here. You know, he's going to retire, maybe, because yeah, he's, he's a different I guy. I
0: don't see He it. does his
1: own thing, right? Yeah. Um, But you know what? We can say, Dave, me and you can be like, why would I retire? I'm at the top of my game. I'm arguably one of the best point guards in the league um but I'm just gonna hang it up for whatever reason no because I mean, he's that's who he is he's a he's a different guy he's weird
0: like Barry, Barry Sanders left you know at the height of his powers in the NFL and never came back by yeah, all the right. come back here and there no I I, I I don't put anything past um modern athletes and I certainly don't put anything past someone like a Kyrie Irving who definitely thinks his own way but I don't think from a Brooklyn point of view that they're gonna be okay like oh you're gonna retire what they, yeah. what I think they'll try and do is try and move that contract. If they want a, to, if they even think that it's going that way, they'll try and move that contract because they can't have, because he retires. Great, cool, but you know, and it opens up a spot, but you want to get assets. You need to accumulate, and you need those assets working for you now. It's not good so to have the cap space at the end of the year for them because they're exactly, already, yeah.
1: Well, within that not, statement, that's that's where that's where it gets tricky because I read a uh, report from Brian Windhorst. Uh he said he spoke to a few GMs throughout the league, and the responses got back. So he spoke to them about like, so what would you do to get Kyrie Irving? If they Brooklyn wants to give you Kyrie Irving right now, what are you gonna give up for him? Right? Yeah. And he's he said, and I quote, the responses ranging from, and I quote, yeah, you can get two firsts for him, to you can add him in as filler, end quote. Wow. That's for Kyrie Irving. Cause his because of the way he behaves his antics you know his 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 mindset I don't understand what it is like that's how the management in the league views
0: him well and yeah look from a talent point of view and and I'm all, I'm all about people expressing themselves and doing and saying what they need to do like when he when he stood up and said you know what I don't think it's right for us to return to play and I'm not gonna do it and I'm gonna right. to get a call with the going with the with the PA to express these these thoughts. I had no problem with it. I know some people were like, "Oh, Kyrie, come on, what are you doing? You're killing this." But no, I think I think it's great. I think you know, good for him. And I do think that he's you know a different kind of guy. However, as a guy who would want to run a team, or a guy who is running a team, or, or that's exactly how I would view Kyrie. Because look, he's a talent. But if you're, talent only matters if you're actually in the building on the court.
1: Yeah. If you if you're the type of guy you're 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 the best at what you do, but if you call in sick five days out of the week, right?
0: Uh, listen, it was three and a half days, okay? Relax. It was just <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
1: need a doctor's note, Mr. Irving.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well yeah, and it may not be an MD, it might be have to be someone with a PhD. Um because you know, <laughs> we gotta check what's going on. But anyway, I mean listen, I we, we we just I do hope that Kyrie is back in the court because as much as you know there's all this like flat earth and all the other stuff. It's a he is fun to watch, man.
1: Absolutely,
0: he is, he is, and he, his ability to take over games is uh, it's great. And plus, I, you know, part of you know, part of me wants to see, you know, the heavy, heavy rescue 401 episode that features the Brooklyn Nets just going completely off the rails when the three of them can't <laughs> shoot the ball.
1: That's gonna be good. Three ball dominant guys. Let's see how that works.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. And again, and Steve Nash, you know, the nicest guy, in the, you know, in the NBA. Steve Nash going, um, uh, guys, guys, we gotta, we gotta play some defense. And they just look at him. the The minute that I see Steve Nash or Jacques Vaughn standing up on the sideline yelling defense, and just watching James Harden give that half cut eye that he gives, oh, yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be glorious. So anyway, we didn't get back to the the, the question of which star do you think is going to move next. Do you think it's Kyrie? Do you think Kyrie's the one who says, you know, just get me out of here? Cause I have a thought about another guy and
1: go ahead. I want to hear it.
0: I don't know if he's a full, full fledged star, if you can call him that, but you know, he's certainly mm. a star player to, to me. Aaron Gordon's going to be not sure. He's, I mean, the rumors are already out there that they were looking to deal him. I think Aaron Gordon says, get me out of Orlando. What am I doing here? Right. What am I doing here? And if I were a team, and I'm going to throw out a surprise team because everyone has them linked to Houston before, they had them a Portland, Portland, go get Aaron Gordon,
1: Portland, Portland and Aaron Gordon. Well, Nurk- Nurkic broke his wrist, right? So Nurkic, he's out for a while. Nurkic
0: is out for uh, for like six, seven weeks. That's, okay, that's, that's huge. Aaron but Gordon's what's not a center, but Aaron Gordon can give you some some good minutes, and he's a, and he's a willing passer, right? Like he's a he's a guy. Oh, yeah. Plus, wouldn't it be fun to see CJ? And Dame throwing lobs to Aaron Gordon all day.
1: Oh, oh just got goosebumps.
0: Right? That'd be fun. That'd be amazing. That'd be some fun, good late night, late night TV for us to watch. Yeah. But I, I think Aaron Gordon says, you know, enough is enough. You've talked about training me. You're me around it. You know. I think Orlando's the next team to actually look at saying, you know, do what do we have here? Because like, what are we actually doing in Orlando? We're not really building anything because we don't really have young pieces, right? If I'm Jeff Weltman, I look around and go. Who's my guy that I can build around? Who's my star guy that I can build around? Jonathan Isaacs is all right, but you know, I don't think he's I don't think he's a world beater. No. You know, Mark L. Fultz is nice. That, it's nice that, you know, he's able to been able to rebuild his confidence, rebuild his his body and and and, and he's he's putting in decent minutes. Vucevic is too old to really Bring along the other guys, so I think I think Aaron Gordon or Vucevic Nikola Vucevic are going to say, you know what? It's been fun in the sun. Let's let's get me out of here, man. And if I'm and mm-hmm. if I'm Vucevic, uh, sorry, if I if I'm looking if I'm looking for somebody, I think uh, Boston looks at Vucevic long and hard, and might be willing to give up something from not from the core. Right, right, right. But imagine Vucevic on that team.
1: That would be. So, their big man problem solved. That's it. Well, that's what. And
0: and then what are they missing? Nothing.
1: Nothing. That's it. They're complete.
0: Brown, Tatum. uh, If you have to give up Kemba to make the salaries work, okay, because you still got Marcus Smart, who's who's daft, decent. That guy, that kid Pritchard's looking really good. Um, This,
1: This Peyton Pritchard kid, holy, he can ball, man. Right?
0: Like what? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the like uh, you said on a previous episode. But one of the things we we missed last year was watching the tournament and watching yeah. guys, you know, sort of have their moment in, in the spotlight. And we're seeing it now. Guys like Peyton Pritchard. I mean, that guy can play.
1: Yeah, he's like they they said. I remember um, one of the announcers on the when we when we were playing, the Raptors were playing Boston. Said this Peyton Pritchard is checking into the game. I'm like, who the hell is that? And they go. Yeah, he was uh projected to go, you know, deep in the draft. Like he wasn't physically ready. This kid is shifty. Like he's quick.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what he is? He's the <laughs> He's the guy at the at the at the court who's wearing the 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 uh the bright yellow shorts and a sweatshirt and you're like you're trying too hard, man. You're trying too hard. What are you you're trying You're trying to look like a baller. Right, yeah, any guy, and then he just flat out drops three guys with crossovers, and you're like, "Dang, yellow shorts has got some game." That's what yeah, doing, but that's Peyton Pritchard to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what, you know what he reminds me of though. Speaking of like the the types of stereotypes in the gym, yeah, it's like when you go if you ever played travel ball and you go to like Orangeville or something or like Barry, and you're in, you're playing in a tournament, and there's this like skinny white kid, and he's like. You're like, okay, this is their point guard, whatever. And he drops like 30 points and like 10 assists on you, just yeah. shoots like six threes in a row. It's like, what? You're like, one, like he's here. He's here for a reason.
0: Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do
1: not let this guy's looks deceive you.
0: No, 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 not at all. I don't know. And again, he he also, I mean, I'm, we're getting old, but he, just, he looks like he's like just finished high school. Like the kid, like, yeah. I'm like, what, do you, you still have acne, man. Like, what is going on?
1: He's like he's like a Dennis the Menace type of guy.
0: Oh yeah, and it, but but he just and then like you said he can he is shifty, and I think got his role. Honestly, I think over the course of the year, his role is going to become bigger and bigger in the Boston uh, team.
1: Yeah, that's their that's their point guard of the future for sure.
0: So, do you have any guys? Do you think any stars? But I mean, I don't, I I picked know what with Orlando because I think Orlando is just not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about uh, Aaron Gordon. He still he still has that hamstring hamstring injury from before so he's still not 100% i believe from that injury but uh let's see if they can do anything with it but you know what in my opinion uh if washington continues the way they're going like with the lack of defense and like you know not making the most of their roster cuz you know they they just got decimated again by covid so yeah they did um, you know, maybe Bradley Beal might look for something, but you know his name has been floating around for oh, the yeah.
0: past five years. And, and listen, I, I, uh, you and I are both on record on this show. Go back and listen to the previous episodes. We both have said that Bradley Beal is the best fit for this team. You plug in Bradley Beal on this roster team, and it's it's over. It's yeah, would, the yeah I, yeah, I would give up, I would give up. I won't give up eight picks, but I would give up multiple first round picks for for Bradley Beal. Yep. Yeah. If you want Bradley Beal and like, and I'm I'm gonna put it out there, if you want Bradley Beal and O and OG and Terrence Davis and picks, you can have them. D- D- bring up, bring it on.
1: We I I wish we just need to fix our center situation. Like Boucher's been well, you know what? We'll get to that in the next section. But I we really need to fix our center situation.
0: Oh, listen, I've <laughs> a lot friend of the show and uh, and you know uh the matt damon to my jimmy kimmel uh is uh dwayne watson uh, and i have had that conversation and I, I threw out i'm listen i i scraped the bottom of the barrel i was looking at free agent list and i was like what about skull labisier what about, <laughs> what about this guy? and he was like i do not want bums on the team." i'm like you already have them you already have
1: yeah
0: them. um the nice thing about it is is that both the, like len is on a one-year deal um, Boucher is one and an option to, which you may pick up you know six and a half you, you know you might pick that up depending on what what else is out there and uh, Aaron Baines contract is a one and a, and a team option as well so yeah you know it, it was you have to take the. I, I'm on record as saying I think Aaron Baines is worth the risk because I do think he was the best center available at afterwards at, at the time that they signed him and I still argue that but that just tells you how weak the center position was this year
1: exactly so, there wasn't much to choose from
0: all right, so debate rages now. Raptors won last night. It's two wins in a row. Break out the Raptors. Break up the Raptors. Um, they're now four and eight. Do you think it is better to tank to th- than to finish in the uh, seven? I, I put in the rundown. I put six, but I mean the seven to ten spot, to which, in other words, is the playing games. Is it better to finish between seven and ten, or do you just tank it and go to the bottom of the barrel and try and get a, uh, a lottery pick? What's your What's your thinking?
1: So off the rip, no tanking. You continue to try and win. It has taken Masai Ujiri and you know all people involved, Bobby Webster, Nick Nurse in the later years, um, six seven years to establish a winning culture in Toronto. I do not want to see that change. We've talked about. Um, you know, this is, this year is the chickens coming home to roost. The credit card is due um, for the championship that we won, right? Yep. You're going to have a bad season. It's going to happen. You know, money and, and just the the whole salary and everything, everything involved. Contracts don't light up, yada, yada, yada. It's going to happen. Teams go through it. You win a championship. You may not be able to continue that dynasty quote, unquote, for a few years, but I will, I refuse to pack it in to become a lottery team because we need to maintain the winning culture that we have here.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I further that argument, our team that won the championship didn't have a lottery pick on it. So you can develop guys, you can find guys, you can trade for guys, and they don't have to all be lottery picks. You don't even have to have a lottery pick on your team to go and get talent. Right. the inverse of that argument is that a lot of the talent, this, a lot of the talent in this year's lottery, like the the, the this year's draft is probably about 10, 12 guys deep of guys who can, you know, some of whom, like Cade Cunningham, are phenomenal, phenomenal talents. And, are, you know, this is a big, big year for guys who are probably going to be all-star type yeah. level players in the NBA. So, yeah. if there was a year to drop, it's this year. But I'm with you. I don't think, um, you know, I don't think it's right for us to, I don't think it's right for any team. You, you know, um, not to bring back the NFL again, but Dennis green and, you know, has a famous quote, right? Right. You play to win the, Oh, sorry. It's her.
1: You play, Herm
0: Edwards. You play <laughs> yeah. to win the games. You play to win the game. If you're playing to lose, you're creating losing habits. And Jack Armstrong has often preached this on, on the Raptor broadcasts. Um, I, as a coach, have always said that as well. If you practice losing, if you lose and you practice losing, you will lose all the time. You need to have winning habits. You need to have winning mentality. And the only way that we got the championship that we did in, in uh, 2019
1: is because it was a winning
0: mentality. Yes. We got, and we had three three of our big guys, three of our guys who are still with us now, Fred, Pascal, and Norm, all won the championship in the 905. They got winning habits down there and yeah. brought that forward and then you have a guy like kyle lowry who just gives off like that guy you can't ask that guy to back off no it's not it's yeah one
1: year and it's go.
0: it's yeah exactly and it's and it's you know it would be an insult and i and i and i mean this directly it would be an insult to the integrity of a guy like a kyle lowry for you to say listen we're going to back off your minutes because we're not trying to really win this one um, given what everything you've given up for this franchise, and I don't just mean like the points and the assists and the lead, I mean literally sacrificing his body. The number that guy must have, you know, a, a concave like broken sternum where knees. Have for been, all the charges he's so taking, yeah. Charges he's taking. That guy's tailbone must be, you know, smushed from all the fouls that he's gotten, where he's been knocked on his ass. You cannot ask players to do that, especially if when you're saying, "Hey, listen, guys, we are all about winning, and we're all we're all in," and then say, "Man, yeah. back it off." You can't. It, that's that's that's. I mean, the perfect example of this of a team that has had tons of picks, tons of opportunity to get better, tons of quote unquote star players go through them is Minnesota. And Minnesota Timberwolves have meant nothing. We yeah. they they were they're a couple of years ahead of us in terms of the expansion. But they've never won a championship, and then because they've never had a winning culture. They've had winning seasons. They've had great Hall of Fame players like Kevin Garnett. You've got Cat now. You've had Cat uh, Wiggins uh, and Levine. Um, but Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, You had
1: Jimmy Butler for half a
0: season. Well, because they just because you know again he came in and was like this isn't a winning culture, and he can't he couldn't establish it. And then they got rid of Tibbs, who you know I don't think is. Uh, a perfect fit for young rosters. Um, although he's getting, he's milking those Knicks for everything they got. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I, winning cultures matter. There's a reason that you know successful companies, and successful, you know, you know, I'm not even taking this in sports. Like successful companies are successful because they have this winning, positive culture. You go in the tank, yeah. you know, to to this, and it's it doesn't work. It does not work. So, we even saw
1: that with the Clippers, like a bunch of guys in the Clippers came on and said, "Listen, some people were treated differently than other people. Um, you know, there was a clear divide in the team. It's like you can't have that with a winning, with a, no. with a culture where you want to build something around. Like you can't treat guys better than the others, right?
0: Right. And again, like you can't lose and expect that to build quote unquote character. The only time losing builds character is in the playoffs because you see how how much more you have to give in the playoffs." And I think exactly. this is about Boston. This is why I I, I really don't sleep. Uh, I'm saying it right now. Do not sleep on the Boston Celtics, whether they get Vucevic or not. Do not sleep on the Boston Celtics because they have they're in the position that we were in a couple of years ago when we just couldn't quite get there and we lost in the playoffs after these long hard fights. But we were right there, and then they we yeah. we turned over the mountain. And I think that that's the that's the thing you have to see right with with talent has to mature. The playoffs, you know, it's not a it's not a, a cliche to say, or it is a cliche to say, but it's it's true. The playoffs reveal the type of guys you have on your team.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And 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 if you don't have winning habits built up to that point, you cannot find the gear you need in the playoffs. So to me yeah, – I mean,
1: You don't want to see your guys hanging their heads in the playoffs. You no. don't want to see any of that.
0: No, no. And that
1: that stems from the regular season and leadership throughout the regular season. That's
0: right. And building, building winning habits. And so this is why I say to anybody who thinks that it's okay, you know, you want to tank, you know, this isn't this isn't the you know the situation. Now last year Golden State kind of was bad and they held back, and they probably held back, you know, some of their star guys who were on who were injured, but they didn't set out last season to tank. They realized, okay, wait a minute we're not going to be very good cuz our our key guys are all injured. So, yeah, okay, it could be 6 to 8 weeks. We're going to take the 8 weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that to me isn't the same as tanking. Tanking is when you have a perfectly healthy roster that's like the Raptors do, that can't quite figure it out. That are still figuring out how how to play. You can't tell them to 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 lose because they've lost a bunch of games at the beginning. That's that just that just crushes a team and you may not be able to get that culture back.
1: That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. We have to keep this thing going for forever. Yeah. You know what I mean.
0: There's a reason that the Lakers expect to be good every year. There's a reason that the Boston Celtics expect, even when they're not. Like L.A. between Kobe and LeBron was not a good spot. Not a good. Evening. No. But they didn't. But the organization expected to win. They may not. They may yeah. not. They may not been able to get there, and that's why they were scrambling to make moves to get Anthony Davis, to go and get LeBron, whatever. But, you know, they expect to win. Their their culture is about winning. It's about championships. It's about, you know, setting uh, up for success. The reason that Minnesota Timberwolves have never won anything is because they can't win anything. They don't have a winning culture. And you almost need to bring that that team down. You know, as I, I, I love... Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's an amazing player, and hopefully, he recovers from COVID. It doesn't have any long haul.
1: Yeah, let's let's hope he uh, let's hope he's alright because he's had a rough go. His family, <laughs> you know,
0: family, you know, and seven members of his
1: family. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Um, but I love Carl Anthony Towns. I'm I'm. I think Delo's alright. Um, but you gotta. I I honestly think you gotta bring you gotta break that whole thing down and start from scratch from the you know, and build up a culture from the people. But in the where did where it
1: start? Is it, is it a management issue? Is it a ownership issue? Like,
0: well, I mean, the ownership is selling the team and we're, you know, we're kind of straying a bit from our first, from our topic here, but I don't care. Cause I think this is more interesting. Um, piece of the like line where we've landed out here, which is the idea that like, where do you start? I think you have to, you literally have to start from, you know, what it is, what are your core beliefs? And again, I keep coming back to something like the NFL because I was watching some, you know, some NFL playoffs. And I think about, and I watched, I've been watching a lot of college sports lately too. Yeah, What they do is they create a program. I mean, Dwayne Casey, when he was here referred to, not to the Raptors as his, as his team. And the, they were talking about creating a program.
1: I mean, Dwayne Casey pound the rock, right?
0: Yeah, pound the rock, which is the idea of hard work, you know. And 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 the the Raptors have taken that idea of what a program is and built it even further with the nine hundred five, because now you have a continuation, right? You've got an entire philosophy from top to bottom. The coach of the nine hundred five is an assistant coach on the Raptors bench. So now that you so how we play, we you know at the big team, the second team that you know that uh the 905 team they learn a philosophy <laughs> right away this is how we do things right 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 so it gets built way.
1: it gets built from the ground okay yeah i get it yeah and i understand you've
0: got to build that culture and again it's right down to like the guys in the weight room the guys in the the, the training staff the dietitians that everyone's on the same page here this is the culture we want you know there's um Billy King kind of got laughed at years ago when he when he was the GM of the Atlanta Hawks because he drafted a bunch of guys who were all, like, this is the Josh Childress, Josh Smith yeah era of Hawks ball. And they were all, driving, everyone was between 6'5 and 6'9 other than the center, right? 6'5, six, 6'9. Six, six, and he's like, he predicted positionless bat. He goes, what I want is guys who can all switch and all play ball. And everyone was like, well, come on. You can't, like, that's the league now. Everybody that's true. Everybody's covering everybody. Everybody has to be able to cover guys who are bigger than them or smaller than them. They all got to be quick. They got to. Be... That's the league. And the Atlanta Hawks fired him because they weren't winning. But now it's kind of become the 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 style of the of the league. But the, the crazy thing is his culture that he set up. He set up a culture that says, guys, I want guys who are strong and quick. So this is what. So then, from a physical st- training standpoint, he put in that the trainers were like training those guys to. Be quicker on their feet and to be stronger in their core. He didn't care about you know the the Carl Malone muscles and the and the the what, as my wife calls it, the mirror muscles. You know they look they look good on, in the photo. They're good for the grab, but they're not actually functional.
1: The you functional know? muscle, yeah, yeah. You know, so having a that, lot of plyometrics. That's a lot yes, of uh
0: yeah, yeah. You stretching, also, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you're 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 in pretty good shape yourself. So like you know, like oh, I was
1: at one point. Well, before,
0: before COVID, right. <laughs> Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, uh, but the idea that they you know like the idea that this is the philosophy that they want to play, so they went good. College guys do it by recruiting. Yeah, there's a you know, right now if if Coach K shows up at your house, you're signing with Duke, right? Of course, doesn't matter. Everybody wants to go to Duke. Everybody wants to go to you know North Carolina, like those those big power schools, right? So they have their choice. Yeah. So what? Who who are they going to pick? They go and pick guys who they who are going to fit their program. They're going to go and get guys who can fit in their program, and that's what that's what uh, I think winning cultures do. It takes a lot to build it, right? Like Coach Coach K, did, Duke didn't win right away when he got there, but he built a program, and now it's there's a legacy obviously to him, right? You talk about like guys uh, coaches building programs in like the in other leagues. You look at like like what Sean McDermott has done in Buffalo over the past five years where they sucked yeah. but he went and said "No,
1: I, I take you by that comment you're part of the bills mafia
0: i am not actually my uh, my no? wife, my wife is slowly turning into bills mafia i am not I am by, bills are bills. you are you guys going to
1: start buying tables and stuff like folding <laughs> tables
0: well, well we'll invite you over so you can jump off the roof with us uh, <laughs> no in, in the in tr- i'm a uh, you know uh, people always hate me for this but i'm a, i'm a died in the old 20 plus years patriots fan i'm a big big um, I'm I, okay. Before Brady, I was a fan. Before Brady, I did not jump on the Brady train. Although, quite frankly, I was really happy that we- I was on it for that for that ride. But um no, no, no. But I'm saying, but what I like about, I mean, Belichick did it in New England. But the most recent example is what McDermott did in in, in Buffalo, where he goes and he rips that. They pulled it apart. They went all the way down. I mean, he went all the way down to the fact that he wanted, um, you know, certain training equipment, certain brands of training equipment. Because it was better, really. Yeah, like uh, that could be a bit far, and that could be a bit excessive. But like to me, you have to go and build a cult. The biggest thing is you have to build a winning culture. You have to build a culture that people buy into, and they want to win, and they want to go after it. And if you don't do that, then you're then you're never going to win. And to even go further with that, and to try it back to our point, you don't get that by tanking and not trying to get to the playoffs. You do everything you can to get to the playoffs, right? Right now. If, you know, there's I don't know, five, six, six games left and you're eliminated from playoff contention, like you, know, you, you can't make it, then yeah, roll out the kids, man. Let's see Malachi Flynn start some games. Let's see what Paul Watson's got. Because then you're just, then you're, you don't have to play it. You're just, you're literally just playing the games to go out and see what you got. You can use it as a valuation. But until you set time that you ha, do not have a shot to make the playoffs, you keep going.
1: Exactly. Until you're mathematically
0: eliminated. That's right. That's right, That's, you know. And there you go. From two dudes in Scarborough, we're telling everybody how to run their, <laughs> run their organization.
1: This is how you run your franchise, right here. Right,
0: right. We, we
1: hire me. I'll start at a uh, million dollars a year. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah, let we're, we're in. We're in. Uh, I'll tell you what. Well, for one point five, you get both of us. We'll make it. We'll make. Oh them. hell yeah! Hell <laughs> yeah!
1: Brandon, it's you get me, my fiance, everybody. Yeah,
0: Brandon, you're the best. Thanks so much for joining
1: man. Appreciate you having me.
0: We'll, uh, we'll talk.
1: Yeah, man. We'll talk again soon. All
0: right. Bye. Well, that's the show this week. Uh, shout out and thank you to Brandon, neighbor Brandon, for hopping on and having that great discussion and breaking that Karis Lavert news if, uh, if you hadn't heard it. Uh, please like, follow, share, wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify is a great spot for it. We uh, we want to grow the show and we want you to be part of it. So thank you very much. You can catch me on the lineup segment of NBA XL, which airs uh, this week, January twentieth, Wednesday, January twentieth. at six thirty p.m. It'll be repeated. You can also find us uh, NBA XL on YouTube. And a special thanks to uh, Patrice, the owner and proprietor of the barber parlor where we filmed, fifty five nineteen Young Street here in Toronto. If you need to get uh, a cut, I'm sure you can just set it up a time to go and see him a great guy and a great host so thank you very much to patrice and the team over at nba excel until next time please stay home stay safe wash your hands we'll talk to you again in seven days peace